You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast today. Uh, This is the 10th episode on the law of continuance, one of the most important spiritual laws I've ever seen in the Word of God. Uh, The devil lies to us at at whatever stage of life we're in, but the lies change depending on where you stand. Uh, The devil lied to Abraham, you're never going to have children. Um, Then the devil lied to Moses, you're never going to get the children of Israel that God gave Abraham, you're never going to get them out of Egypt. Then uh, God uh, got them out of Egypt, and Joshua took over, and the devil lied to Joshua, and he would have said, uh, you're not going to be able to go in and possess the land of Canaan. Uh, Moses wasn't able to do it. How do you think you can do it? Uh, He lied to David. Uh, You're not going to be able to become the king. That Too many people are against you. Even the people of God, in many cases, are against you. He had one lie right after another. I got to tell you, when you're struggling, and, and we do struggle, and because in anything you do for the kingdom of God, any work that's worthwhile, there's always a fight. That's why we're called upon to fight the good fight of faith. Settle it in your heart. The blessings of God don't fall off the tree and hit you on top of the head. You have to do fighting to get what God wants you to have. I don't mean that you get into strife with people. I mean that you resist different circumstances, you resist thoughts, you resist the intimidation that Satan throws against you that is designed to keep you from inheriting all of the things that God wants you to have. That's what the devil wants to do. You know, for me, um, in the early days, lack of finances was my biggest challenge. And part of it was my own fault because uh, I tried to do everything. I, I, I got involved in some ministry things that I shouldn't have been doing. They weren't evil. Uh, I had a kids' ministry magazine for a number of years, and it never paid for itself. It was my single biggest drain. I felt like I had to have it, and the reason is I looked over at other ministries, and they had magazines, and I thought, well, if I'm going to be a big ministry, I've got to have a magazine too. But kids' ministries don't operate the way that adult ministries do. It was a mistake to have the magazine. As a result, it put me behind in my bills. The things that God wanted me to do uh, paid for themselves. But when I got into this magazine, it didn't, and it put an undue burden on my finances for a long time. So lack of finances was always the hallmark of my ministry. We were tight every month and very often behind. I think uh, probably when we started fixing this in 1993, so I started my ministry and uh, moved out in, in 1980 to be on my own. So 13 years passed. And in this 13-year period, I was behind all the time. And after several years of this, I said, God, there's got to be something different here. There's got to be something different. And uh, because uh, I, I just don't believe this is your way. And I realized I was spending too much money and I had to plug the leaks. And so I simplified things. And when we did simplify things, it turned around and got, we were able to pay our bills on time and God blessed us financially. But the one thing that was shameful to me was, and I call it the shame of my youth, was a lack of finances. 
Listen to what Isaiah 54 says. Sing, O barren, Isaiah 54, 1. Thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. In other words, God says, those of you who have struggled, start singing and rejoicing because there's a reversal coming. Now, verse 4 is a very specific scripture that God spoke to me back in 2007, about a year before we began the biggest ministry project ever in the history of our church, about $20 million. Uh, This is what the Lord said to me, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Well, the reproach of my youth, my earlier years in ministry, was not being able to pay bills on time. And as I said, a lot of it was of my own doing. It wasn't the Lord's fault, it was my own fault. And so that was the reproach of my youth. And now God is speaking to me about going after the biggest single thing that I've ever done. It's a huge amount of money for me. And uh, But God reassured me before we got into it. You will not experience what you did before. It's going to be different this time. I'm going to take care of you. And that's the word that God gave me. So he gave me a supernatural word. The devil, for all those years, had said to me, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. And I always wondered about that financial pressure. I thought, will there ever be a time when we have money in the bank? Is there ever going to be a time when we have plenty that we have reserves. Uh, is there ever going to be a time when we have that? And uh, in, in fact, um, uh, I, it was like, it's almost it's as if when I walk down the path, the devil's running beside me the whole time saying, you're never going to make it. 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 Uh, there's a story, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's worth retelling. I hope it's true, uh, that the man who invented the steamboat, Robert Fulton, had got the steamboat uh, out and was about to get it operating and had never been uh, tested. And his sister was there and she was a naysayer and and uh, she kept yelling at him uh, from the shore, you'll never get it going, you'll never get it going, you'll never get it going. But he did. It began to work and this thing started rolling. And then she switched to a new mantra. She said, you'll never get it stopped. You'll never get it stopped. And And boy, that's so typical of the devil because What happened with me was, he said for years, you'll never get there. You'll never get there. And one day, I I don't even know when it was, but I began to realize, you know, I think we we got there. Uh, I think we had a certain measure of success. We accomplished a number of great things and built a great church and had so many wonderful ministries over the years, a kids' TV show that reached all over America and curriculum that went around the world and uh, the largest youth ministry in America that inspired countless others to copy us and loads of teenagers, one to Christ, a camp that was the model uh, for great Christian camps everywhere. We had all of these great things. And uh, then one day I realized, I think we made it. I think we made it. But then the devil came to me with a brand new lie, one I never expected to hear. And it was this one, you can't keep it. You can't keep it. And maybe some of you are in that position today where you have been blessed to a certain extent, and now the devil's telling you that. You can't keep it. You can't keep it. You can't keep it. 
<clears throat> and, and let me tell you when he tells you this, the, the most, and I'll, I'll set the stage for you. He will tell you this when uh, you begin to have some plateaus. And uh, so th that, that's how he works on this. Let me, let me show you how it goes. Uh, Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, beginning in verse 7, And Jesus called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits, and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals, and not put on two coats. And he said to them, and what place soever you enter into a house, there abide till you depart from that place, and whosoever will not receive you nor hear you. When you depart there, shake off the dust from your feet from a, for testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and they preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick, and they and uh, healed them. So they had great success. And uh, we read further in the chapter, uh, verse 30, and the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all the things, both what they had done and what they had taught. So they went out and they had all of this great success, but then Jesus introduced them to an idea that's divinely ordained. And it is divinely ordained. He said in verse 31, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. In other words, there will always be a plateau time after you have great accomplishments. Now it was in this plateau time where I should have been resting and where I should have been content with resting that Satan came to me with a new lie. And this is what he said. You won't be able to keep it. You won't be able to keep it. You, what you've done is, is going to fall. It will not continue. You won't be able to keep it. So he started on me with, you're never going to make it, but that was a lie. We obviously did make it. And then he came back with, you can't keep it. And not all of you relate to that because you haven't yet gotten to a place that you feel like is a place of security. And so uh, I'm just preparing you for the day because you will succeed. You will get there. And when you do get there, the devil will tell you the same thing he told me. You won't be able to keep it. And I was really dealing with this. And I got this in the mail one day. And I want to read it to you because it didn't come from another pastor. Didn't come from a mentor. Didn't come from a Bible scholar. It came from a little boy who had been watching my TV show called Gospel Bill, and this is what he wrote. Gospel Bill, thank you so much for following Jesus. Thank the Lord. Satan can't seize it. Keep worshiping him, and don't let the light dim. Keep sowing the seed, and God will honor that deed. Thank you so much, loving him, Dylan. And I think he came from a church where maybe the pastor <laughs> prophesied in rhyme. I don't care. This is great. This is a pure heart. This, the, the, Dylan's probably in his 40s today uh, because I received this a long time ago. And then this is what he wrote to me that meant so much. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Tears rolled down my eyes when I read this. And I said, Jesus, I just heard from you. 
Yet you used Dylan, this little boy. But I just heard from you, Jesus. This is so precious, and I still have it. I'm going to have it blown up and framed and put in a place where my partners who come to our ranch can see it. It's the law of continuance. And that day I became convinced of the law of continuance, that what God begins in a miracle and sustains in a miracle, he ends in a miracle. David says it like this, Psalm 37, 25, and I'll close. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Wow. That's it. That's the law of continuance. And if you want to know how God moves, you have to understand that law. I pray that you've gotten something out of this and you'll continue to dig, find out more about this amazing law. Thanks for joining me. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.